Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Hello everyone and welcome once again to uh, the Master Plan. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and as always, if you wake, woke up on this fine Sunday morning, you're listening to me, and I appreciate you always, every day, and always, and twice on Sunday. As you know, this is the Master Plan. The number to call in is 347. 637-3220. I'll say that again. It's one 637 is the place to be. If you want to talk to JT, you heard this before, the master, and that would be me. It is not the first of the month, but it's the second day of the month. But it's the beginning of April. And the countdown to the NBA, excuse me, NBA. Well, NBA season, countdown to the NBA season, which is coming soon in the next few weeks. And the uh, things are winding down. Let me put it, I wouldn't say winding down. The regular season for the NBA is winding down. Uh, the, uh, and I, we're not going to be talking about that, but we're also going to be, but we are also going to be talking about the winding down of the college basketball season, male and female. Exciting stuff is happening. Let's talk about that a little bit. Talk about the beginning, gearing up the beginning of the baseball season, the Major League Baseball. Then I quite naturally throw in some NFL talk also because it, you all know I love talking about the NFL. And uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And let's kick it off as this. I just want to take you 
And you know it. Money's on the line. A lot of people have bet on the college basketball. And big upsets have taken place. Leading up to the college men's and women's championship. You got, and we talk about this. The final four games were played Friday for the women's. And the final fours for the men were played on Saturday. The women's championship will be played today, tonight. The men's championship, quite naturally, it's a showcase. It's going to be played on Monday night. But the most interesting, in my opinion, now Gonzago is the first time they've been there, but we'll talk about that in a minute. 111. No, I'm not talking about a date. No, I'm not talking about a a, a dollar amount, whether it's a dollar dollar and eleven cents or hundred and eleven dollars. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about of people that are, I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about a hundred and eleven games straight that was snapped. By a number two seed going up against, and the odds were astronomical, astronomical, going into the game, the final four game. Where Mississippi State. Who, if I'm not mistaken, had lost to University of Connecticut or UConn before. And this, I'm talking about women's basketball. As if, if you've been listening to me, you know I really like women's basketball. Really like women's basketball. And I know, and it's only one game, and they're probably going another run. Maybe not as, as long as this one, but they're probably going another long run. I'm talking about the University of UConn. But it only takes one time. Everyone thought it was a foregone conclusion that um, that UConn would be in uh, one of the two teams in the women's championship, the uh, college basketball championship, played tonight. Well, guess what? I don't think so. An intense game that went into overtime. Now, the average margin of victory for UConn this year was over 30 points. Now, just grasp back. The average winning margin for UConn women was over 30 points. Mississippi State took them to overtime, which is a feat in itself. Which is a feat in itself. And then hit a buzzer beater, perennial power, the dynasty, the foregone conclusion by most 
to go to the championship UConn women's basketball team. Utter shock around the basketball sports world when it it scrolled on, on the bottom of the screen on your favorite sports channel, whether it's CBS Sports, whether it's ESPN, whether it's uh, Fox Sports 1, or any other sports um, uh, show, even not even sports show, news show, scrolled on the bottom, Con Women's loses 66 to 64. We can't make this stuff up. And that's why just because they're favorites doesn't make them make they, 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 that they're going to win a game. You got to watch the game. You got to play the game. You never know. Upsets happen all the time. Happen all the time. So you never know. And like I said, that's why you play the game. Now, where does Gino, Gino, Gino Uriyama go from here? <clears throat> He's won multiple titles. Multiple titles. Had crazy um, win streaks, crazy seasons, ending in championships. Unfortunately, it's not going to happen this year. But that's a, that's, that's a bad thing for, for UConn, but a good thing for women's basketball. Of course, you can't. You can't just say it's a it's a boring sport because it's all one team always winning. Because obviously you can see what happened. This is one of the biggest upsets in sports. Now we I know we heard this last year, and I'm trying to think what was the biggest sport last year. But this is one of the biggest upsets in sports, without a doubt, without a doubt. And it happened in women's sports with some people, a lot of people, especially males. And I'm, yeah, I'm calling you out, men. Poo-poo, because it's women's basketball, because it's women's sports. I can honestly say, and this is a fact, I don't watch men's basketball, man, uh, pro or uh, college. I haven't watched it. I, mean, I may watch a, 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 a minute or two. But I can honestly say I haven't watched a full game of men's basketball all year. And that's just happened going for years. I can honestly say I've watched multiple, multiple women's basketball. Not just UConn, because UConn, and I'm not a bandwagon, but UConn happens to be my favorite team because I like the way they play basketball. I like the way women's play. Women's basketball has progressed. More team basketball. More team basketball. More team basketball. Now, I can say this. I've watched bits and pieces, and I haven't watched full games, but i watched bits and pieces of last year, last two years, championships. Simply, last probably two or three championships. Simply for, for the fact, and this is, I'm talking about pro, not, not men's, pro, because the, the, the last three championships, with the exception of last year, no, last three championships, games, I've watched because guess what? San Antonio, when they won, 
they play team basketball, which I like to see. Not isolation, get the ball to one guy, and he does his thing. Then after that, I liked Golden State because they were playing team basketball. And for the most part, playing under the rim. Raining threes, but playing team basketball, moving the ball around, which I like to see. And last year, I was watching again because they play with t- playing. Excuse me, they were playing team basketball, and I, like I said, I like to see that team basketball, not isolation. Give it the ball to one guy, everybody clear out and let him do his thing. That's not basketball, to me. And that's the reason why I like women's basketball because that's that doesn't take place. Everybody gets a chance to, to get the basketball. Ball moves around and the ball is played under the rim. Under the rim. So in order to get shots, get quality shots, you got to be able to move the ball around and either get wide open shots or move the ball around to, to create space for your shooters, whether it's inside or outside. That's why I like women's basketball. Has nothing to do with the females. I like women's basketball because they play the brand, the brand of basketball that I like to see, and it's played under rim to move the basketball. Like I said, to create shots. And this is by far a very good season. And when I say that, like I said before, women's basketball just moved up a notch. Not because, and it's a good thing and a bad thing. And I'll say it again. Good thing that, good thing and a bad thing, UConn lost. Quite naturally, it's bad because Unicon and their fans um, are not going to have a chance to get another championship because they lost in the the final four. And a good thing, because now someone else gets a shot, a a legit shot. It's going to be SEC team that's going to win the championship is South Carolina, coached by Dawn Staley, and at Mississippi State. Now, and if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, South Carolina is, is the uh, coming out of, out of their bracket, the number one seed out of their bracket, Mississippi State's number two coming out of their, their bracket. If I'm not mistaken, excuse me, Dawn Staley wins. She'll be the first African-American female coach to win a national championship. Just think about that. Pat Summit, Gino Uyama, and I'm trying to think of all the other uh, uh, coaches that coached in recent years. I don't think, and I'm almost positive, 99-44-100% positive, that no African-American female coach, and I don't think there's any um, African-American men coaching women's basketball, but African-American um, female coaches 
that won a national championship. So Dan, Dawn Staley is on the being the first. From a player, an outstanding player in women's college basketball and in uh, women's professional basketball. And being able to achieve this, if she does, would be a just another step. This game should be a good game. This game should be a very good game. Two very good coaches and two very good teams coming out of the SEC. Just think about that. A championship without without two two named players. Two named uh, when I say players, when I mean when I say players, I'm not specific players. I'm talking about teams that in players. No Tennessee, no Stanford, no Notre Dame, uh, no UConn, um, n- n- known schools, known schools that have been in the championship arena. Maybe not have won, but been in the championship um, game. You got South Carolina and in Mississippi State. Home of Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott was present, was going absolutely wild when that shot went in. And uh, Mississippi State came out the winner and going to the Final Four. I mean, going to the final game, I should say. Play tonight. It's almost strange to hear that uh, those two teams are going, and neither one of the are, are, are from the um, neither one. Excuse me, any of those teams are named schools, and I and I'm not taking away from anything from South Carolina or um, Mississippi State. But you had some other very good teams, Baylor, Mississippi State. I mean, excuse me, Baylor. Um, like I said, Notre Dame, Stanford, UConn, and others uh, name teams that you would think that would they would be in the um, final game. Carolina was number one in their bracket. Obviously, they rated number one in that bracket with no accident. Mississippi State rated in, in their bracket, bracket the number two was obviously a, not a mistake. And like I said, this is a a team. Going into the into the um, postseason, South Carolina was ranked number three or four, depending on what uh, poll you had, and Mississippi State was rated, rated seven in AP and the coaches' poll. AP top twenty-five in the USA Today coaches' poll. Mississippi State was rated number seven. South Carolina. Depending, like I said, AP 25 is rated number three, 
in um, USA today, coaches poll was rated number four. Connecticut, Notre Dame, South Carolina, I mean, Connecticut, Notre Dame, were rated one and two. They went down. Went down. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Usually, if anyone who's watched women's basketball, I know I'm spending a lot of time on women's basketball. Well, it's my show, and I like women's basketball, and I'm going to explain to what I'm trying to rationalize why I'm doing this. Because this is groundbreaking, in my opinion. UConn's not in it. Notre Dame's not in it. Two SEC teams are in it for now. Two SEC teams were in it. And they were one and two in their division, in their conference. One and two. South Carolina was 14 and two. Mississippi State was 13 and three. 13 and three. Last time these two teams met, early in the season, and it was a three point margin. Three-point margin, 64-60. Let me put it this way. They met twice. Mississippi State, um, lost both of them. First time they met, 59-49. Let me, hold on a minute now. Let me, let me get this straight. The first time they met, it was 64-61. Okay, 64-61. First time they met in approximately the middle of the season, somewhere somewhere around there. The last time they met, 59-49. South Carolina won both games. Newfound confidence, time win, overtime win. Can they come back from a ultimate high of being uh, the best team by far in women's basketball, in women's college basketball over many years, by far. And they come, up, come down from that emotional high and, and, and play their conference rival. And I would have to say their conference rival because they've always been number two. They've always fallen short. Conference schedule, conference standings wise, or during during the season or any time they played, can they overcome that? And, and reach the unforeseeable that championship, raise that championship banner, banner in their in their um, arena back home in Mississippi State. Or Dawn Staley and, and her, uh, her uh, Gamecocks raise their banner 
in their arena. I can't wait to see this game. Can Gamecocks win three times over their division rival, or one of their division rivals? Probably their stiffest division rival. Mississippi State, 34-4. and South Carolina, 32-4. and 14-2 and on a regular season versus Mississippi State, 13-3. and Is it going to be some of this? And who's going to say it? Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. Who's going to who's going to, who's going to say I'm all the way up in women's college basketball? Is it going to be the South Carolina Gamecocks or the Mississippi State Bulldogs? Who is it? Who's it going to be? I can't wait to see. Who's it going to be? It's going to, it should be a good game. Should be a good game. Starting at six o'clock on ESPN. It all comes down to that. And is it, are they are they going to walk out there and say? I, all I do is win. We'll, we'll, we'll see. All right. Take a quick break. Come back. We'll talk about some men's basketball. I've spent enough time on that. And uh, um, when we come back, like I said, we'll talk about some men's basketball and where we uh where we go from there. Victor Gardner began the fantasy sports and politics brand with the idea of combining two of his passions into a radio show. He then learned that politics were 95% of sports. When you tune into the fantasy sports and politics show every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, Mr. FST himself, Vic Gardner, and Jerry, the master tailor, will go over the weekend sports, prep you for your upcoming fantasy games, and spark a debate politicians would love to hear. That's the FSP Show every Saturday at 1 p.m. on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K. You can listen at spotonradio.web.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365. For other informative programs as well, information, motivation, variety. Thursday night is the right time to kick back and listen to the FSP Crew Show as they break down the weekend sports and prepare you for Thursday night football. 8 p.m. Eastern, just before the game starts, Jerry the Master Taylor hosts the show with Jeff the Joker Goldberg and Mike the Bookie Monster Wright. The three gentlemen debate and discuss a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of everything on the FSP Crew Show every Thursday night on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K, 8 p.m. 
Eastern. You can listen at spotonradio.webs.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365. And listen to other informative programs as well. Information, motivation, variety. All right, we're back. And uh, I am JT, a.k.a. The Master. You listen to The Master Plan. Um, like I uh, <clears throat> said in the beginning of the show, I'll say it again. The number to call on is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again. It's 347-637-3220 if you want to listen to me. Or www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K. That's www.blogtalkradio, one word. Dot com forward slash V I C H B K. All right. We talked about the women's basketball. Let's change the uh, a little bit and talk about men's basketball. Tell you the truth. I didn't see any one of these games. Um, Both these games seem like they were, um, excuse me. Pretty tight games, uh, relatively speaking. Um, Big-time programs, South Carolina, um, uh, um, <clears throat> they were played on yesterday. Yesterday, uh, Gonzaga played South Carolina, beat them by four. North Carolina played the Oregon Ducks, beat them by one. Two number one seeds are facing each other in North Carolina and Gonzaga, who's finally got past the final four and are into the championship for the first time with uh, Roy Williams, who's been there and done that and has has a championship under his belt. So Gonzaga ranked number one in the um, in the uh, polls. And um, let me just let me just get the rankings out real quick. Um, excuse me, Villanova was ranked number one at the end of the year as being the number one team, who had a thirty-one and three record. Gonzaga thirty-two and one. Um, North Carolina was ranked uh, sixth and eighth, depending on what poll you're you're looking at, whether it's the AP Top 25 or the USA Today coaches poll. Um, sixth in AP and eighth in the uh, USA poll. Gonzaga was rated, uh, ranked I should say, number two in both those polls. Well, Villanova's out, Kansas out, Arizona's out, Kentucky's out. Um, and UCLA's out, depending on what poll. And I'm going within the top 10. Um, Oregon's out now. Uh, Louisville's out now. So is Duke. So what are you going to do? You got the second-ranked team in the country at the end of the season versus, depending on what poll you have, sixth or eighth-ranked team. Usually, in women's basketball, 
it's a foregone conclusion. Uh, usually, usually the number one team that is the and that was UConn winds up being the championship. So if you were a betting person. The the best bets would be with the women's because they more or less hold true to form. Not this year, with the exception of this year. Men's a different story. Now you got the Gonzaga, who's, like I said, ranked at the end of the season number two. And North Carolina, below that, six or eight, depending, like I said. Now... Who do you think would be the favorite this matchup? Who do you think would be the the favorite in this matchup? Let's take a look at it and see what the odds are. What it looks like to me, they favor the UConn, excuse me, University of North Carolina Tar Heels over Gonzaga. And to be a game that's played in the 70s. Because the over-under is 153 and a half. So that's roughly 71, 72, somewhere around there. And UConn's favored by a point and a half. So they're looking to see if they're looking to realize it's going to be a close game. Going to be a close game. Roy Williams has been there, and like I said, been there, done that. But barely got a weight, uh, barely got a win against the, uh, excuse me, Oregon Ducks. Will that take a lot out of that team? because they had to go down to the wire and barely pull out a one-point win? Or does that inspire them? And give them even more confidence, even though even though they have a, a bunch of confidence right now. Because they won game. So they had that type of experience and lineage to be able to pull off uh, 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 and to squeeze out a, a win when it's, when it's the, the uh, pressures are most, um, most prevalent. But you got a coach in Gonzaga is no slouch. Is no slouch. And being able to, to, I wouldn't say Willis team, but be able, able to make the necessary um, 
adjustments and put his players in the best position talking about Mark Few put his players in the position that can pull off a win and it would be a mild upset Gonzaga not a storied franchise but has made a name for themselves especially in college basketball and everybody knows about North Carolina and the history of North Carolina winning championships, um, being perennial powers in the basketball college basketball world, and yet another chance to um, walk away with a championship in this game. That's playing playing Monday night. Who's going to do this? Who's going to rise up and claim to be the best in college, men's college basketball? Is it going to be the North Carolina Tor Heels or the Gonzaga, another Bulldog, Gonzaga Bulldogs? Tell you the truth, I probably won't watch this game. I'll probably catch bits and pieces of it. More than likely, I catch the second half of this game, the later part of the second half of this game, to see if it's worth it. Because, like I said, I don't watch men's basketball. Very rarely do I watch men's basketball. Now, I've been told by a few people, you've been missing some really good basketball. Over the years, I haven't been able to really get into men's basketball, whether it's uh, male or female. I mean, uh, whether it's pro or uh, college. But I may watch this. Because the fact is, it's a championship game. It's the last game in college basketball season. Just like I've watched a few games, maybe not a, a lot, but I've watched, and I know I may probably contradict myself, but in, in pro. I've only watched it because I like the brand of basketball. That, that the teams that are in the championship play. Team basketball is what I like to watch, not isolation basketball. That's why I'm more, like I said, inclined to watch women's basketball versus men's. So we'll see. I'll give you how I I feel on both championships. On Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where I'll be hosting that show along with Jeff the Joker, who's going to co-host with me. Thursday night. April 6th, on the uh, two championship games, which will be on the FSP Crew Show. And we'll talk about it then, briefly. 
Right. Baseball is back. So for those baseball fans, and me being one of them, I'm anxious to see teams come out and um, see how they're going to fare this year. Chicago Cubs are defending world champions. Um, Are they going to be in that same position at the end of the baseball season? Or are they going to be one and done for this year? And, And like a lot of champions in baseball, take a step back because of the emotional high going away and um, or how's it going to be? Well, what I'm seeing that, that the, they're probably the favorite to win the um, to win the division. I'm seeing here they're 84% to the highest in making the playoffs, 70% in winning their division. And the percentage here, from what I'm seeing, is about 14%, the highest percentage out of all the teams, to uh, win the World Series. Dodgers are, are, are favored to win the West by 58%. That's not, that's, 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 it's a decent number, but 58%. Some wiggle room there, but not much. 11% chance to make the World Series. There are strong chance, over 70%, to hit the playoffs. Along with the Indians, who are over 70%. Um, 63% to win the, win the division. They have a better shot of winning the division than the Dodgers. Um, and the same percentage of making the to the World Series. Or win the World Series, actually. Not making it, win the World Series. Let's go down to the bottom. Or some more contenders. Let me put it as more contenders. That, and it really drops off. Um, We'll go down to here. All right. Mariners, 48% uh, to uh, make the playoffs. And I'm just making it up. See, you got to be in it to win it. Just because um, you, you got to be in it to win it. So to win your division – then you, you quite naturally you're you're uh, uh, assured of making the playoffs. The Astros are behind the Indians, Dodgers, and Cubs at 61% to make the playoffs, 40% to win the division. That means they're going to be a wild card, uh, along with the Nationals, who um, Astros are favored to win the West, 
Nationals are favored to win the NL East, um, 68% to make the playoffs, 49% to win the division. So it's 50-50, basically, um, that they're they're guaranteed, not guaranteed, but a possibility of them making the playoffs. Red Sox um, are uh, favored to win the uh, AL East. 54%, 35% 54%, 35% to um, uh, 35% to win the division. So it's going to be a dogfight in the um, AL East, which is no big deal, which is not, no, nothing new. And the uh, Red Sox are 54% to make the playoffs. So that means they're going to be a wild card team. Mariners, excuse me, Mariners are about next, um, and they're going to be contending with the uh, um, Astros to um, make the playoffs at 48% and 27% to um, win the division. Uh, it looks like the Mariners and the Astros are two contenders that have a strong chance of um, winning the division. Mariners at 40%. Excuse me, Mariners at 27%, Astros at 40%. Mets are 51% to uh, win the, uh, uh, excuse me, to make the playoffs. I mean, they're, they they have a 50, about 50-50 chance of making the playoffs via wild card because they only give them a 30% chance of winning the division. They give the Nationals almost 50%, 49% to win the win the division. And let me give me some other notables here that the top teams, top 10 teams to have a shot at doing doing some damage this baseball season. Um, And I'll go from the top and work my way down. Uh, Top 10. I'll go to top 10, which would be the Cubs, the Dodgers, the Indians, the Astros, the Nationals, the Red Sox, the Mariners, the Giants at 53% to make the playoffs, 28% to win the division, and the Mets. And then the Blue Jays, which is the top 10. Um, those are the top ten, ten top ten teams, um, and two of them are in the AL East. Two are in the NL East. Two in the AL, excuse me, NL West. Two in the AL East. I mean West, and. One in the NL Central and one in the AL Central. So those are the top ten teams. Who's going to rise up and, according to this website, 538.com, which I'm looking at, that these top top, top ten teams – or more or less 
the ones to contend with. The ones that have an over 500 record. Projection for the Cubs is 98 and 64. The Dodgers 95 and 67. Indians 94 and 68. Astros 90 and 72. Nationals win 92 games and 70 losses. Red Sox 88 and 74. Mariners 86 and 76. The Giants 88 and 74. The Mets 87 and 75. And the Blue Jays 84 and 78. The top 10 teams are the only teams that are above 500. Above 500. Every other team is at either at 500 and quite naturally below. Teams projected at 500 are the Rangers, Rays, Pirates, and Angels, uh, Pirates and Cardinals. Every other team is below 500. With the Padres bringing up the rear, along with the Phillies. Padres 68-94, don't give them a snowball's chance in hell. Much less making the playoffs, much less winning the division, much less even going to the, uh, win the World Series. Same with the Phillies. 70-92 and 92 is the projection. Phillies have a ways to go. And there's other teams. I mean, you, it, quite naturally, all the other teams either have no shot, uh, have no shot. And they got a long way to go. So you figure out of the top 10 teams, one of those teams is going to win the World Series. Odds are one of those 10 teams have a legit shot to win the World Series, barring catastrophic injuries as they stand now. A legit shot. Now, my team, if you've listened to me in the past, you know that my team is the Mets. They have a plethora of pitching. Um, some of the pitching right now is um, Steve Matz. It's not going to, it's going to be open the season probably on the IR. Our lefty, our strong lefty. All the other pitchers are right-handed pitchers that are starting on the staff that, uh, that we need. That are strong pitchers. Syndergaard, uh, DeGrom. Harvey, thing the Mets have done, if nothing else, is the the shore up year in year out now. They're pitching one of the best pitching staffs, in my opinion. Not just because I'm a fan, but because just look at it, one of the best pitching staffs in baseball with the collection of young arms. As long as they stay healthy, that's the key. Staying healthy. Strong key. All right, let's let's move on to the world of the NFL. And what's new in the world of NFL? Players had their pro days. Looks like uh, some of them moved up in opinions uh, on where they may go. It may be, could be a possibility of four quarterbacks going in the first round. 
possibility. Me, I wouldn't pick a quarterback in the first first round, but teams that are needy uh, for a quarterback, whether it's to back up the existing quarterback um, because the existing quarterback is getting old and they need to groom somebody, or teams simply need a quarterback, uh, a.k.a. the Cleveland Browns. So Deshaun Watson, Mitchell Trubisk-Kaiser, and Patrick Mahomes. I can see them somewhere in the first round. Wouldn't surprise me to go in the second round, but teams that fear a quality quarterback, they may not find if they don't jump in the first round and grab them. We'll probably grab, we'll grab one of these players. I can almost guarantee you at 12, The Cleveland Browns, who have two picks, the first and the twelfth, are going to grab their quarterback of the future or their quarterback who they expect to be of the future. You, quite naturally, you know that Cleveland hasn't had too many, uh, too much luck with uh, uh, quarterbacks over the years. Well documented. Um, but Hugh Jackson, who, who, in my opinion, is one of the best, one of the best, not the best, but one of the best offensive coordinators in the league, head coach now, and very good working with quarterbacks, getting the most out of quarterbacks and bringing their best assets to the forefront and uh, protecting their weaknesses in the offense. Um, this is, in my opinion, this, this is this is key for his coaching career to get this quarterback. Because if you look at all the top picks they have, they're, pick, they're putting together a decent defense with offensive weapons that are decent, uh, that are, can be very good. And all they need is a signal caller to put it all together. And, and the Cleveland Browns won't be a... a um, a laughing stock or a joke from 2017 going forward. So this is key for Hugh Jackson to get this right. Key. Absolute key. Just think about this for Cleveland. Cleveland's got the one and 12 pick. They've got Corey Coleman. And they've gotten Kenny Britt. Corey Coleman, if Josh Gordon, now this is a possibility, so don't rule Josh Gordon if he's finally got his stuff together. Coming back to this team, remember his his uh, numbers when he played uh, the majority of a season. Even though he's had his issues, supposedly he's gotten his act together. And why would, I just should say why would, it would be, not in the best interest of the Cleveland Browns to release Josh Gordon until you, until you see what he, what he has uh, left in the tank. Because if, he, if he's anywhere near where he was when he, when he played uh, 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 most of the season, he would be on one, one side, on the outside, 
Kenny Britt will be on the other side. Tall receiver. These are, now, we're talking about big receivers here, along with Corey Coleman in the slot. That's a hell of a wide receiver trio. Quarterback coming in, whether it's the, any quarterback that's sitting there now or bringing in a, a, a rookie quarterback and being able to get him up to speed and have all three of those guys grow together. Hugh Jackson can do it. He likes to run the football. He's got Isaiah Crowell. He built up the offensive line in free agency, and I think it's going to work. Um, Cleveland's going to be, in my opinion, a surprise team as long as they get a quarterback to run the show. All right, people. Um, We've got about 30 seconds left in the show. I appreciate you listening for the hour that I was on the air. Tune in next week, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, with me, JT, a.k.a. The Master. We'll be back here again. Talking about news and notes, we get one, we get one more week closer to the to the uh, uh, NFL draft. But uh, uh, be safe, have enjoy enjoy the week, and we'll talk to you later. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.